episode 43. I'm your host, Eric, with my main man right there. Ron, how are you doing? I am doing quite well. A lot to talk about. Oh, uh, man. I, I, we were just, as we're putting it together today, we just kept adding stories. So we'll try to get through all of them. Um, let's start off with that leadoff story. So the Steelers fall to the Minnesota Vikings after a late comeback attempt, 36-28. Did either team move the needle for you in this game? No, because like I didn't even watch the game, to be honest with you, Eric, because I'm just so disgusted that you know some of their losses this year have just been inexcusable, especially Minnesota. You know how I thought Minnesota was going to make the playoffs, and when they lost to Detroit, to Detroit, that was it. That was it. Done. Done. So I looked at uh, Big Ben went 28 for 40, 308 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He did all he could. The kid, wide receiver, Chase Claypool, probably one of the dumbest plays I've seen from a professional. And I wanted to talk about the uh, the undisciplined of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers and kind of what we've seen all season with them. Yeah. But you think of Mike Tomlin team and how well he, he usually coaches. The kid calls off. He gets uh, the first down off the play. He, he singles first down. They lose about 10 to 15 seconds which honestly they would have had probably one or two more plays to the end zone at the end of the game. Right. And when they ask him about it, he's like, yeah, that's, I did my move. And then somebody knocked the ball. Why were you doing your move? Like yeah. you don't have time to do your move. You, made no sense. You are in hurry up offense, right? Like if it made no sense. Doing moves, then <laughs> like I didn't get it. Uh, and then Dalvin cook though, with the return 27 carries for 205 yards, two touchdowns. Can you say they really need him? <laughs> well, I don't know why they didn't use him more this year. That, why well, he kept getting hurt? I mean, he's had those injuries. So if you think about from a standpoint of him getting healthy, the importance of that to Minnesota. But Kirk Cousins, to me, is, is still the problem. 14 for 31, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He still makes a lot of mistakes. Hey, he had more yardage than Mac Jones did this week. Wow. I, I think me and you could have more yardage than Max Jones did on Monday night. <laughs> but the only difference is, you know, the Patriots are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, – I think Minnesota – we've talked about Zimmer getting possibly fired at the end of the year if they don't make the playoffs. A lot of this, too, has to be on Kirk Cousins because the talent's there. And that's what ultimately could save Zimmerman because, first of all, Okay, GM has to decide, well, whose fault is it? He could decide, well, the owner could decide that the GM needs to go first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's making all these decisions on who to bring in, you know? So so it could start right at the top. You get rid of the GM, new GM comes in, gets rid of Zimmerman, and then gets rid of Cousins also and tries to get one of those new quarterbacks that are going to come out in the draft. Yeah, so it'll be – listen, Minnesota's been a quirky team all year. We've talked about them several yeah. weeks, and I think it's it's pretty safe to say I they are a very long shot, even with this win yesterday. Yeah, they, they, the they've underachieved. And think about it, They were up 29-0 yeah. in this game, <laughs> and they almost lost it. They almost yeah. gave it back to Pittsburgh, who made this late run, and then again the, the tight end dropped the ball in the end zone yep. at the end of the game. So – it's all it, it, it this look 
it, it starts off with the um, the discipline, and both teams have had their problems, yeah. you know. But if you don't reel in that discipline, then other things start going wrong as well, and it's just a trickle down theory. And, and you know, now you've got in Minnesota Zimmerman. I think he's got to be out because Zimmer. I don't think he has this team. Mike Zimmer. Zimmer, whatever. Zimmerman, yeah. Zimmer, whatever. <laughs> Zimmerman's the picture like else, think, first baseman right? for the Nationals, or he was. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> uh, but I got you. But he, but he's lost this team. He's yeah. lost this team. Absolutely, and I, I think, look, it's it's been coming. They have talent. They have one of the best wide receivers, young wide receivers in Jefferson. Dalvin yeah. Cook's one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is the problem to me. They have a solid defense. What's the problem? It's the coach and probably the quarterback. I think you make some changes there. Minnesota's back next year. Listen, a lot could change in that division next next season. Oh, I you know, know what I mean. Aaron Rodgers could be out. It opens the door for for these other teams to to possibly make Absolutely. that move. Minnesota has the most talent out of that division. So you know, and and not for nothing. And I know, and I know your thoughts on Garoppolo, but Garoppolo could be out of San Francisco next yep. year. You know, There's even though he's not burn. playing yeah. too badly, he's he's Which managing is- the game, and that's the difference between him and Cousins. Yeah. Cousins doesn't manage the game very well. At least, you know, you're getting two average quarterbacks, right? Yeah. But game management comes into play, and Garoppolo is better at it. Yeah, no. I, I Listen, a lot, of, a lot of teams are going to be looking at Garoppolo, so there's a possibility of it. Let's talk about the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to put up that picture of this man right here, and that's one Mr. Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben. So he's basically said this is his last year. With the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's the key, though. The question is, A, should he retire? B, is he a Sherlock Hall of Famer in the NFL? Uh, Yes, he should retire. Um, A lock? I'm not sure if he's a lock. I think he should go in. I think he should go in. So I'm going to give you some numbers here because you know that's what I do for you. Yeah, you do. Six-time Pro Bowler. Two-time Super Bowl champ. He's eighth currently in career touchdown passes. Five passes away from passing Marino for seventh, who's already in the Hall of Fame. He's sixth overall in passing yards and fifth in wins. So he's yeah. in the top Yeah, he's got to go in then. Right? So I can those it, numbers. Right? I, to me, he's a Sherlock. Listen. Could they have won more Super Bowls? Absolutely. He won one early, and then he won one, you know, kind of middle. Um, and I think the problem with him, too, he also faced Tom Brady in the AFC. Yeah. Which we know what Brady's done to a lot of careers. He's kind of stunted them from, you know, being able to do a lot of different things. So I, I think he's a Sherlock. I can't see him not getting yeah, into the Hall With those numbers, you have to go in because, well, first of all, if you lead – Dan Marino in any of those categories. Yeah. Dan Marino did not win a Super Bowl. So just by that alone, he should be in. So we did a, a Twitter poll. 94% have said that Ben Roethlisberger should retire. Only 5.9% have said no, he shouldn't retire. So 
it was pretty over- overwhelming that even the fans say, look, as great as he's been, I think Mike Tomlin was one of those voters for <laughs> don't retire. Been. But hopefully he doesn't go to a team and just holds on because you I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see Wait. a Brett Favre. You know, yeah, just type let, thing. Let's, let's call it, look, whatever they do this season, even if the odds are they don't make the playoffs, especially with that loss on Monday. But good chance, listen, just retire now. Don't don't go to some team and and just oh, we're gonna be like you remember when Ben Roethlisberger played for the you know what I mean? Whatever team, nobody's going to remember it. Right. So let's look at week Week 14. Has probably had the most interesting game so far of the NFL season. So the New England Patriots are off, and I'm like, oh, there's not going to be anything to watch. And then I went through this schedule, and I'm going, there's six solid games that I came up with. Yeah. So It's probably what, the same six. Right, probably. What do you got? What do you got for one of your games? All right, here? so I'll start at bottom tier. I love when you do this. You love bottom tier for go. Bottom tier. Yeah. San Francisco, Cincinnati. Bengals, right? I got it. That's one of mine. How well, interesting is this game? Not only that, Eric, San Francisco put themselves in a position, and I don't know how they actually did this. They're six and six. Mm-hmm. Like I could remember they were like what two and five? At least if I'm not mistaken. Like they they played pretty damn well, and that is not going to be an easy game for Cincinnati. No, no, not at all. And, and again, they the just Bengals, came what, off of a bad loss. Yeah. And what Bengals team shows up? Is it the Bengals team that we right. talk about? Like this is the team that's going to the playoffs and could be a, a contender, or and is it the bad Bengals totally team? stink? The right, yeah. Game, so yeah. to me, very interesting game. Uh, so I'll do it the same way as you. I'll, I'll try to go with the the lower ones first. I got the Cowboys at the Washington football team. Yep, I got that one as well. Right. So you think about <laughs> if Dallas loses this game. It's only one game. One game back. And, I mean, they're already starting to go. And they have to wide. play each other again. And Right? So you think about how big it is for Washington. If they can pull this off, that changes the NFC East right now. Because the Could Cowboys you imagine if Washington does catch them. Oh my god. Because if they catch them, that means they've won both the games pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So then they would be the top seed in that that division. And I I just I just imagine what the Cowboy fans I, I would just laugh. Ooh. I would laugh. And then and then this is squandered. The crazy part of it was too that um the head coach of the Cowboys came out and said that they're going to win the game. They're not even worried about it. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, like, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Talk about bulletin board material. Yeah. Like, just put it up there. Like, yeah, we, we expect to win. That's not a, not going to be an issue. Uh, so, I think they're going to lose. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that game. What else yeah. you got? Uh, well, before you say anything, Dallas also has to play Arizona at the last game, don't they? Uh-huh. So good luck. Because if you lose those two games against Washington – and you lose against Arizona, you're not probably winning that division. <laughs> so just had to throw that out there. No, great point. Um, what else do I have? I have uh, Las Vegas at Kansas City. I have that game as well. I think we're going to have the same game. Yeah, we're going to have the same games. Yeah, we, we should. I have mean, it was pretty game. obvious what games they were. Look, Las Vegas, six and six. They're still hanging in there. 
I got to give this team a lot of credit because they've been through so much this year between the idiot, the coach, the yeah, the play, yeah, Rod, <laughs> and then the other idiot, <laughs> right, and then a, a lot. few more idiots. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's like, look, this is this now becomes a team that I didn't like to root for before. I'm rooting for them now because of the fact what they've been through. And I'm going the opposite way. I want to see if the chiefs are finally back and here's the chance to say, look, this is our division. We're going to take, we're going to take the Raiders out. We're not even going to have an issue with it. And then they've got Los, Los Angeles left to really contend with. Are the chiefs back? That's, this is the game that would kind of prove it to me. And again, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. But I also think that they're at home. That kind of helps them. Las Las Vegas doesn't normally travel well. Right. They're better at home. So we'll have to see. One of my other games, Ravens at Browns. Yes. Got that one too. Right. So what is going on here? Because listen, what team is Baltimore? Can Cleveland finally get something right this season? I'm sorry. Both of these teams have been horrible. And to I don't know how Baltimore is even eight and four, to be honest with you, because they've been playing bad and Unless still winning games. Think about it. They are, are decimated with injuries. Yeah. They just I lost mean, their bad. other cornerback too. Yeah. So it's bad. I get it. Right. And they're hanging on and they're asking Lamar Jackson to do way too much, but they lose this game. All of a sudden that division still, the Pittsburgh Steelers still in it then. Yeah. Like it's a game. Everybody's right. a game back. Yeah. Right, so the Browns. This is a massive game. This, this is huge for Cleveland because they can't be lose this. They can't. They cannot. They will have too many teams to climb over. Yep. And I don't, I don't think that they're playing well enough to climb over a bunch of teams. Agreed. So they have to win this game against a struggling Baltimore team Agreed. that's just happened to be playing a team that's playing worse than them all the time. Here's here's a. If there's an opportunity, this is the game. I mean, they 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 have yeah. a lot of injuries, a lot of questions at, with the Baltimore Ravens. And it's at Cleveland, so there's right? no so, excuse. Exactly. Cleveland exactly. loses this game, I think there's a there's a house cleaning coming. There's all they're all done. What else you got? I all got right, two I have two oh, the the two, the two These games are the two the big ones. Are the biggies? Go ahead. What do you got? So I will do the Los Angeles Rams. And, nah, nah, I'll let you do that. Buffalo, oh. Tampa Bay. All right. Bills at Buccaneers. Agree with you. How fun is this? Tom versus the Bills again. The Bills after just getting shellacked by New England. Just a share punched in the face. Like the obvious thing is let Fournette run all over him. Right. That's just, the obvious, right? Don't have to throw the ball. Don't throw the ball. Just run. <laughs> Just run. You know, give Tom the day off. Have him hand off all day. Tom, Tom, relax a little bit. Slow the arm down. But this, to me, is more important for Buffalo. Oh, my God. This is huge for Buffalo. Right? They lose because this Because they just lost to New England. If and they the lose they this game, they're 7-6 and six and just an average team. Right? <laughs> and the way they lost it. The way they lost. They were embarrassed. So it's just, that's a fun game. And then obviously, like you said, Rams at Cardinals, two top teams. Listen, the Cardinals can lose this game and still be okay. Oh, yeah. The Rams, 
The Rams cannot. No. And uh, if you look at the sheer talent, to me, the Rams on paper have more talent and yet have under. Uh, on paper, they have more talent than everybody. Right? So the Rams really cannot afford to lose. If they but, lose this game. Look, I actually predicted them to lose this game. And they go to eight and five. And that is fine because they're still going to make the playoffs. They're not missing the playoffs. But they're not playing the way they should. No, they're not. But but there's a lot of talent on this team. And there's still a lot of time. So even if they lose this, I don't think they're going to catch Arizona. No matter what. I don't think Arizona is going to lose a game for the rest of the year. That's a bold statement. And, but... There's a difference when it comes to playoff time. Like, there's a lot of players that are really ripe for the Rams to succeed. Like, that defense, they've been there. You know what I mean? They've been to the Super Bowl, and I think that's going to carry over, you know, with, with a lot of those players, especially like a Von Miller being added to the mix. And so if you look at it, even if they lose this game, it might actually be better if they do, to be honest with you, because that will get them to refocus so much. And I think that would carry them a long way. So if they lose this game, I still think that Los Angeles Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, hey, I hope so. That's my pick. Yeah. So a lot of great games to watch. NFL this Sunday, Monday is going to be great. Check yeah, it out. and it's it's kind of great too because you have no pressure because you know yeah no like, it doesn't this. like the only one that really matters is that that Buffalo game and and the uh, the Baltimore game to be honest with you yeah because it could affect our us in first place right yep so so a lot of fun there and, so we're gonna bring and Go ahead. to top it all off I'm saying. That Tampa Bay and Cleveland are going to get it done, and it's going to help the Patriots. I love it. So we're going to bring up a picture. So this is a sad story that came out yesterday, and it was the passing of Demarius Thomas at the age of 33, just 16 days from his 34th birthday. Thomas had recently retired from the NFL after 10 seasons. He played with Denver, one year with Houston, one year with the Jets. He was in New England's training camp at in 2019-20 and then ended up deciding uh, it wasn't a good fit. But he was a full-time pro bowler. He obviously won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, with the Peyton Manning team. Just a sad story overall. Everything, all the stories coming out, what a great guy he was in the locker room, not just as a football player, just as a person. Right. And unfortunately, it, it looks like a tragedy. The family said he, it looks like he had a seizure while he was in the shower. And I don't know oh. if he fell or something happened or, you know, so just just a devastating uh, story to come out at 33 and so close to 10,000 yards receiving all, all time that it would have yeah, probably put him he, in the Hall like, of Fame. Like you said, 10 years, Eric, and he had and he, and he played for the Jets. Yeah. So one that's year. like minus a year. Yeah, one year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, but he was a good player. He, like if his career would have lasted a little longer and I don't, I don't look, I don't know if it was just a decision on leaving Denver to go somewhere else, maybe for more money. Um, But he was on pace to have a hall of fame career, but I think he fell just short because of not 
playing a good solid maybe two more years. And, you know, and that might be due to just not selecting the right place to play. Yeah, just a, a sad story to come out. Um, you know, we wish his family well, you know, during yes, this trying absolutely. time. But, um, you know, so unfortunately, young. Oh, my God, so young. Almost 34. So 16 days away, two weeks, re realistically, he would have been 34. Uh, and, and I don't and like I just, I don't like the whole holiday thing, too. Yeah, right around know? the holidays. And again, he just retired, so it wasn't even like, you know, he had time to, to enjoy, you know, doing something else in his life. Yeah. Let's move on uh, to our triple play. Triple play. So this one's a, it's a fun one. We're going to rank the top hard one. Three rushing leaders in the NFL currently. And those three are. Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, and Dalvin Cook. And we've got to decide who we're going to start, bench, and cut. And you're up first this week, my friend. So you get the you get the right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, a lot of things depend on injuries. That's the way I look at it. So um, knowing the injury history with Cook and Mixon, I would have to take Taylor. As my oh, starter. Okay. okay. And I don't think he's the most talented of the three. Actually, I think he might be the least talented of the three, to be honest with you. But again, you know, it's like all these little these little nagging things that always seem to hamper Cook and Mixon. They they don't miss a lot of games, but they miss games every year. And it's yep. like you you take them away from one or two games that could cost you the season. So I went with Taylor. Then it was tough. This is really, really tough. But I think Dalvin Cook has the most talent of all three. Yep. And I would bench him and cut Mixon. Okay. That was hard. This was no, a hard it was, one. It was very hard. Guess what? I, I like all three players, to be yeah. honest with you. Guess what? We were exactly the same. So I started Jonathan Taylor. I looked yeah. at it. He's been in the league two years, straight two 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Yep. So you're looking at the consistency there. Um, I I benched Dalvin Cook. So in five years, he's had two straight 1,000 yards about to go. He needs 22 yards, three straight 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. Again, 4,600 yards, over 4,600 yards rushing. So, again, you know he's proven that he can do it consistently. Right, and he can receive, too. Joe, like yeah, 176 ball. receptions. So, yeah. again – Joe Mixon, I cut, but again, two 1,000 yard seasons, uh, 4,337 uh, yards. So, again, he, again, is a performer, but. Yeah. And he can catch the ball the out of the backfield, too. Yeah. Out of the 155th, 155 receptions. So, again, yep. all solid players, but I think we made the right choice. I think so, too. Because right? Taylor, Taylor, right now, hey, two years in. He's, he's already established himself as yep. the second best running back in the league. Yep. So all these guys are all behind Henry. But again, I would take Taylor over Henry because of the injury factor. And, and the funny thing is that Henry is still, he's the fourth leading rusher. So he's almost, think about it. He's been out for a few weeks now. <laughs> yeah. And it's these guys just finally passed him. Yeah. So think about the, the year Henry was having. It was an MVP season. It would have been an MVP season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He was Let's, so far ahead of everybody. <laughs> Let's move on to some NBA. NBA. And one of your favorite players that we're going to bring up here. I know you love this guy. 
But there's been a lot of talk. That's it. But, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. What? I'm leaving. He's not even on the screen yet. Put the guy in the screen. Let's put this guy in the screen because this is your guy. I know. That's I Luka. do like Luka. Luka Dantic. So there's been some concern recently about his conditioning that he might be a little overweight, out of shape. Well, he said it himself. So how concerned should the Dallas Mavericks be with this situation? Um, I don't think too concerned. You know, as long as the team is still winning games, I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt, right? Like, they're, they're still yeah. there. Yeah, they'll still be around. You know, he'll get back into shape. He admitted that he let himself go in the time that, you know, he was in between the uh, the basketball Olympics and and training camp. Like, he let himself go. He admitted that. And there's nothing more that's going to get you – into shape than actually playing. And, you know, in a couple of weeks, everything will be back to normal and he'll be fine. So here's, here's where I started to look at it. So I deep dove it a little bit versus last year. He's about 30 percentage points lower shooting the ball right now. Currently he's averaging two less points a game. He's averaging uh, his free throws are down. Almost, uh, what is he? He was 73%. He's at 68% now, so five percentage points. So the numbers are starting to be affected, though, as well. So if you look at it, four years in the league, he ascended for the first three. He's taken a step back. The concern for me would be is how fast, how quickly he gets in right. shape. And then secondly, can this cause an injury that might affect him and then they lose him for games if he's not in shape? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that I guess you can say that would be a concern. Um, the big concern, you know, is that shooting percentage. Like, if you look at that shooting percentage, that tells you a lot. That means he's he's slower at releasing the ball, you know, and that's going to make somebody in his get in his face faster, and he's missing shots because of being slower. Speed is a lot when it comes to, to getting that shot off clean. And, you know, so if it's two weeks, fine. No harm done. His numbers will start to climb again. But if he's still, like, overeating, you know, if he's overeating, that's a concern. And that's right. I say. I'm starting to, I'm starting to wonder if, if I was Dallas, I'm like, listen <laughs> – We've invested a lot of money in you now. Yeah. You're our guy for the next, you know, 10 years, hopefully. You yeah. got to start to figure it out now because every year you got to come in shape. It's not a matter of, hey, you know what? I understand you had the Olympics. You had some things. But you, listen, you, you play for the Dallas Mavericks. That's your bread and butter, first and foremost. That's where the, you know, the this is why out. This is why when you look, when you first look at a player and he's young, you may want to look at the parents also because that's what they're going to look like. I can't with you. We don't know no, what his, what I'm, his parents I'm look serious. like. I'm serious. Look. I don't know what his parents look, look like. Look, because, okay, so he looks like a big guy, you know, while he's young. Yeah. That's why I like players where they're kind of like, Smaller, Stringy. and then they, yeah, and then Not they grow scrawny, into it. Like, 
like yeah. stringy, but they like grow a Kevin it. Durant type. Yep. That they grow into being a strong dominant force. A player like Luca, although he's he's really talented, if there's a weight issue coming, you need to know. You need to see that history. And the best history is to take a look at mom and dad to see if they have a weight issue. And I, and you laugh. You I'm laugh. <laughs> I just but I, tell I gotta me research I'm his wrong. parents now. I'm not no, I gotta wrong. look at his parents. I'm gonna start researching his parents. I don't know. We're gonna see if we can figure it I'm out. I'm just saying, because if no. there's a weight issue, that could make him slower. And if yeah. he's slower, he's not gonna be good no, at all. He won't be as effective. No, absolutely. No. So let's talk about a, a, another NBA team, and that's the Chicago Bulls, who are experiencing a COVID nineteen outbreak. And how would the, how can this, how will this affect this team going forward? So currently, they have five players in the league's healthy, the league's health and safety protocols: it's Kobe White, Javante Green, Demar Derozan, Matt Thomas, and Derek Jones Jr. Just went on recently. They're currently second in the Eastern Conference, only a game ahead of Milwaukee. What do we think could happen with the Bulls here? Not only we're obviously the seriousness of their health, and hopefully these guys are all okay and come back. But from a basketball standpoint, what do you think could happen to the Chicago Bulls? Um, well, they could start getting games postponed, and that's the right thing to do. To be honest with you, um, because with five players on the COVID list, that's what that's like a third of their team. Not more than that. I think they you start 12 guys. You have 12 guys usually on a team. Yeah, so, you know, you're, you're talking – you you can only Almost put half. like seven out there. Yeah, and then they have to sign some – Yeah, they, they have some exemption. They're signing guys right now, but if you think about the yeah, talent – Yeah, but that's not, that's not even NBA talent. Yeah, so. so – So this is why I'm saying, like, in the NHL, they're postponing games. Once you get a certain amount of players – they're postponing. I don't see why the NBA shouldn't do I, that. I, like I it, it should be a given. Hopefully they Especially do. Especially so when you're losing like two, like a third of your team. Yeah. So there's actually the next four games. They play the Heat next. Then they got the Cavs, who have actually played very good basketball right now. The Cavs are actually in in a playoff contention. Pistons and the Raptors. So there's there's some tough games here for them. This is a stretch where listen, this probably didn't come at the right time either. Not that there's ever a right time, but you could see them losing three out of these four games. Yeah, and then, you, and, can't, you can't, you can't beat anybody if you're only yep, don't have the players, right? putting and out now, seven players. And then what happens? They drop three, four games to Milwaukee. Milwaukee starts to, you know, you know I mean, this could have ultimately affect them. It, Look, wait, throughout see, the, the thing is, when you have seven players, you're going to get slower as the game goes along. And when you're slower, you're going to make fouls. You're gonna foul out, and th that's not that's not good for no, for the NBA to, <laughs> to just like stick them out there with all these scrubs. They don't have enough players. This might be like a power play in hockey. You're gonna end up having like yeah. five on fours, <laughs> five yeah. on threes because there's not enough guys out there. Right. I, so I've been in that situation. <laughs> so once again, if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. We're live. On so many different formats, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We're live on all of them on Friday nights at 6 p.m. You can follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter. 
at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Listen to us if you don't have time to watch on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. And then if you're in the Southeast Connecticut area, you can check us out on SEC TV on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on Public Access Channel 12. So we're excited about joining that family. And if we're asking if you have time and are interested in sponsoring our show, reach out to us. You can either email the Sports Unfolded, email uh, Rhode Island Broadcasting. Let us know what you're interested in. We can talk about the packages that we offer, and we can obviously sponsor and, and promote your, your business as well. So follow us, check us out, email us, subscribe. Send bits, everything that we've got going on. So, so many different ways to to help us continue to grow our product. We appreciate all the fans that are out there. Yes, we do. So, let's look at, my friend, NHL, because I know you've been dying to talk some hockey. And we're going to bring up this gentleman right here who just won his 500th game as goalie. And that would be Mark andre Fleury who uh, on Thursday won, again, his 500th game. How would you rank him overall in the N- in NHL history? Um, I, Well, I just happen to have my list of goaltenders. Awesome. I love um, this shot, by the way. Look at it. You can't even see him. The team basically barraged bar- Yeah, you can't see him. <laughs> he's in there somewhere. Yeah, he's a... He's a small guy, too. Yeah, he's, so that, he's, he's there. right next to the post there, but you yep. can barely see him. You can barely see him because of... Post is in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have him either sixth or seventh all time. Wow. And goaltending? Yes. Okay. I got to hear this. So, all right. The obvious choices there's Brodeur. Yep. Without a doubt. Patrick Waugh. Those are obvious. Yep. Best two goaltenders, Agreed. in my opinion, that has played. Okay. And I don't care which one you put at number one, because there's no way I get rid of either. <laughs> um, two not-so-obvious choices, because they've been way in the past. Terry Sawchuk. Too harassed. Oh. <laughs> Terry Sawchuk and okay. Jacques Plante. Okay. They got to go ahead of him. Are you I mean, sure? They were amazing. And they played a lot less games back then. Three Stanley Cup winner. Three-time Stanley Cup winner. He won the Jennings Award and the... Who are you reading? Vesna. That was Flurry Last year, oh, okay, he won the yeah, yeah. Vesna yeah. and the Jennings. He's been an yep. all-star. Three, three. He's won yep. the Cup three times. Yep. He's third all-time in wins. You got him ranked seventh. I just don't know. I don't. Maybe I. You know something. Seventh I don't and wins, know. but like I said, Terry Sawchuk and Jacques Plante didn't play as many games. There weren't as many games in the league. There weren't even as many teams. Okay. So, all right. Look, Terry Sawchuk was a was a beast of a goaltender. If he was around today, he'd probably have the most wins ever. Um, and also Dominic Hasek. I like Dominic Hasek. I, I agree, but I I don't know the Dominator. Yeah, I don't know. You know, for years he played in Buffalo, so that'll tell you everything. And then there's Carey Price, which I don't know who I would put in front of who, 
Price and Flurry to me are right there, and I'm having like paranormal stuff going yeah, on again. That paranormal activity, you got to get um, what's the show that you got on Rhode Island broadcast? You got to check out that camera, Spats, Spats, right? <laughs> check out that camera. Yeah. All right. I mean, you're the hockey guy. You'll go with it. So this next this next argument, we're going to bring this picture up as well. I know you're fired up about this one, and this is going to turn into something great. And this is why I did it. So they're facing each other tonight. Yes. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at Washington. I don't know if you could bring that picture up, my friend. I can't. All right. Let's see. Right there. These two, these two gentlemen. And which player has had a better NHL career? Alex Ovechkin. Or Sidney Crosby. And the reason why this is kind of relevant is that Ovechkin was a 2004 number one draft pick. Crosby, the number one draft pick in 2005. They actually didn't play their first games until they played each other right. in 2005 because of the lockout. So they, right. they both, first time, I think they said both number ones played each other at the, obviously the first time because you can only draft one guy once at number one. This was the first time ever. So they've been in the league basically the same amount of time, if you realistically think about it. Yes. All right. So what do you got? I know you're fired up about this, and you, I know you're not going to say Crosby because you're not a big Crosby fan. So as of right now, Crosby has had the better career. I am. I. I, I can't. I can't believe you. I was going to argue with you about. Look, I, I look. Believe me. There's no one. There's no one on this planet that wanted to say Ovechkin more than me. Because I think Crosby is way overrated as a player in this league. Look. He's got great numbers, though. The, the reason why he's he's got the better career, all careers, in my opinion, are measured by Stanley Cups. And he's got three Cups. So he's got more. So, so he's Ovechkin's leading. been a 12-time All-Star to eight versus Crosby. And the reason why I was going to argue this, too, is think about – so the, the one knock on Crosby has been the injuries. Yes. He's had several injuries. So he's played in 200 less games, almost yes. 200 less games. So if he had played in those 200 games, his numbers would have far surpassed Ovechkin. So, I mean, as yeah, much I, did, as I, I looked at the numbers, I, I know the numbers. Okay. All right. I just, you know, I, really it, thought, I thought this was going to go a different direction. The, the thing is, though, <laughs> no, like, yeah, because I'd rather have Ovechkin. Yeah. I get you. I mean, like, to me, I think Ovechkin's a, I don't want to say a better player because they're two totally different players. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, what Ovechkin brings that Sidney Crosby does not bring is that grit, that toughness, yeah. and determination. I'm sorry. But Crosby, a lot of Sidney's career has been soft. But Crosby's career, too, you think about it, he's more of the team facilitator. He can do that better than Ovechkin. Ovechkin's yes. going to put the puck in the, in the, in the net. Right. Like that's and a ultimately, what it comes down to is putting the puck in the net. And that is why once – look, once Ovechkin does pass Gretzky, and I truly believe he's going to. Yeah, he will. He is the greatest goal scorer of all time. All time. And I like the way you said that, goal scorer. Not the greatest of all time in, in right. all overall hockey. The right. greatest goal scorer, though. I have to agree with you. Right. And to me, that 
will determine the fate of these two players together. So if like, Ovechkin wins one more, puts him ahead of that of changes, Crosby, that, that correct, changes right? a lot. I think, would, I think it would as well. We did a Twitter poll as well. 66% say Crosby, 33 Ovechkin. So right now it still favors Crosby. And I think, like you said, it's the Cups. Yeah. Two See, more like, cups. You know, like we have this conversation about Sidney Crosby a lot, Eric. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I know his numbers. I know his numbers. Second most points since coming into the into the yep. league. I believe not wait, number one in points since coming into the league. Well, Vetchkin has more points. Oh, you're All talking right. about so, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Second. So in second. You know, in and I and I get the infatuation of a player like Sidney Crosby because he's like the next one that comes along, you know, after Mario, Steve Eisenman, Wayne Gretzky, you know, but he's none of those guys. Look, I mean, he led the league twice and you can just look at his teammate Malkin, who's also led the league twice in mm -hmm. scoring. And he's not even the second best player in Pittsburgh history. <laughs> you know, because so you yeah. look at Mario, yeah. you look at Yarame Yager. Yager. Yeah. <laughs> and then is there a question on who's better? And because Malkin has been injury prone. So, you know, you get two guys that could have been more than what they are. And, and I understand that, you know, Sidney Crosby has got a lot of talent, but, you know, he's never. He's never really been the guy that everybody raves that he is. Yeah, no, I got it. I think it, we you probably talked more about his injuries and still a great player though, yeah. and probably and, a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's a doubt. No, no, but not not with those numbers. I, I really highly doubt that he wouldn't be. Let's look at uh, we're gonna go over to our face off, my friend. Face off. So currently, which is ironic. Both of these teams are 13 and 13. So one of us has to be for this team being more a bigger disappointment than the other. And the two teams are the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. So you are first this week. So you get to pick which team you think is a bigger disappointment. I can argue either point. So what do you want? I'll take either one. I, I really don't matter to me. You you pick it, my friend. Yeah, this is it's your week. Who which team would you rather argue is a bigger disappointment? I'll do the Lakers, I oh, wow. guess. Okay. All right. All right. So you're up first. Okay. So, you know, when you sign players with high expectations, Westbrook, you know, all the cast of characters that they got, um, they think they have the big three with Davis, LeBron, and Westbrook. There is only one thing that they're supposed to do, and that is win a championship. And... A lot of the experts say, oh, it's going to be Lakers and Nets. We didn't have that, by the way. But that's what experts say. You know, oh, you know, there's no way they can they can lose. Well, when you have those three guys on your team and you can't even get above 500, that, that is a bigger disappointing. The Celtics have a couple of guys that can do it. 
so here's where I'm going to, here's my, here's my point. So this is why Boston's a bigger disappointment. If you think about what you just said, they're all players that haven't played together. And this was their first year and they're trying to mesh and they're trying to figure it out. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been on this team now for five years. Yeah, but we they, already knew that they were going to be a 500 team because it's the but, same thing as last year. But every year we keep saying, system. like, this is the year that Jason Tatum becomes the next superstar and Jalen Brown takes the no. next step and that they were going to be that team that could compete in the East again. And they keep trying to put all these pieces in place to say who's the next, who's the, the, the third player. Some of us didn't even have them making the playoffs. Listen, so Jason right Tatum is supposed be. to be a legitimate superstar in this league. Jalen Brown matter. was supposed to be in one of the top 20 players in this league. Yeah, but so if you have two of the top 20 players. that they're not going to make the playoffs, then there is then it's not as big as a disappointment as the Lakers are supposed to win it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's there's no there's no but turning away to... from where the expectation is. The expectation is Last the Lakers year, go it was to the James finals. and Davis. The expectation is the play the they're lucky if they make the playoffs for the Celtics. Anthony Davis and Le LeBron James were the two players on this team. They basically got rid of the entire squad after that. Yeah. Boston has had the same team. They even brought back players that were playing right. for them before. Cantor, all these guys yeah, who were supposed Al Hawkford, and they it, still they're worse. It didn't raise expectations, Eric. They're like the disappointment is the expectation that is not fulfilled. So the expectation of the Lakers making it to the finals against the, the Nets is far, far away from where they are. Everybody the Celtics keeps saying, are lucky if they make the playoffs. That's the expectation. They Everybody keeps saying the Lakers playoffs. are going to be able to turn it on at some point, and these four guys are going to figure it out. Nobody's saying that about Boston. Yeah, but that's not yeah. where they're at. So, like, as far as where they're at, 13 yeah. and 13, Lakers are the How far, about this? They both stink. far they both stink. biggest disappointment. They it's not stink. even close. They it's both not even stink. close. They both stink. They do exactly. both stink. Exactly. Yeah, you're right about that. Exactly. And, and I keep waiting for for the Celtics organization to actually start making changes the yeah, right it's, way. It's and it isn't happen. the same system as it was before. Yeah, it's never going to happen. So, so let's look at some NCAA football. So college football, we had a couple of stories that piqued our interest uh, that just uh, came out recently. The first is the NCAA enforcing the fake slide rule. So if you see the... The player on the on the screen right now, that's Kenny Pickett. Plays for Pitt. In the ACC championship, he basically faked like he was going to take a, a, a slide so that he wouldn't get hit. The defenders eased up because, again, it would be a penalty if they went at him. And then he decided to continue to run and scored a touchdown. The rule has changed now where the officials will throw a flag and basically stop the play where they pretend to slide and say the play was dead because the defenders obviously weren't going to hit him. Do you think the NCAA got this rule right? Absolutely right. They get it absolutely right. And this is just, this was actually pretty disgusting as a player. You know, look, there's, like we talk about all these unwritten rules in baseball. Some of them are really ridiculous, right? This is something that, you know, this is, a you know, the, it's more respect to the other players, the defenders. Like you're you're dis, you're disrespecting them, you know, pretending you're gonna slide and then they stop and then you just keep running. That's that's at, so wrong. It's listen, so no, wrong. 
these leagues have tried to protect the quarterbacks and we all complain about it. They trying to protect the quarterbacks. And what you just did is basically say to a defender, like we still need to whack, whack you because we can't trust that you're going to slide and you're going to get somebody else hurt because they might legitimately be trying to slide. And Oh wait, is it a fake? Is it a slide? I'm just going to, I'm going to hit this kid. Will they have another game? No, I think they're done. Well, they'll have a bowl game. So maybe somebody takes a shot at him. I don't know. Look, if you're if you're playing against him, I'd be upset. And you take that shot mm-hmm. as, as a defender, knowing what he just did before. You know, I'd be pretty. That would be that would be that would be you know the players. Yep. policing themselves. This is this is a this no different and I think that's why the NCAA fights. You yeah, know? I think this is why the NCAA though reacted very quickly to this. Yep. I you know listen they do a lot of things wrong. This was they they were spot on because even yeah, in the bowl games now the championship needs games, to happen. Look this it's happening now in the Patriots game. Something similar. It wasn't exactly a slide but do you remember when Josh Allen ran the ball he ran down the line and it looked like he was going to go out, so the defender eased up, and then he ran past him, and then a Patriot pushed him. Yeah, like out of when bounds. he was yeah. just as he was stepping out, but he yeah. was still in bounds, and they called a penalty on a yeah. Patriot. So they, they try to protect these quarterbacks. They got this right. Next time I pop them, I pop them. Another story that came out today: Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's Jim Harbaugh, was named AP Coach of the Year. Received 22 of 53 first place votes. Do you think Harbaugh should have won the award? Yeah, why not? Like, it's got one of the best teams in, in the NCAA. <laughs> Did we not expect him to win? So this I was award? disappointed. Listen, I'm a Michigan fan. I like Michigan. I I, I, I like Harbaugh. I, I I think the team, right? Uh, oh, wow, great job this year. They're in yeah. the they're in the championship. Yeah. But what about Cincinnati and Luke Fickle? who brought that team to 13-0. And if you think about it, he's not in a top conference. He's not in the Big Ten, the uh-huh. SEC, the ACC. The Pat- he's bringing a small school, and they're going to compete against Alabama. And I don't expect him to win it. You just gave your, you just gave the answer. That's why. But that's what, what you just said is what why he did he was much it. more impressive than a team from Michigan it who was expected look. to be a good team, a solid that team. That doesn't matter. As they got it right with the fake slide, they don't get it right when it comes to the those kind of wars because they're going to give them to the teams in the big conferences. Yeah, because they want to keep the that, thing. which is garbage. So listen, I look, I'm not saying he didn't. Like it's not it. a bad choice. No, he's not. I just think there was one candidate probably better. And I just think if you yeah. look at it based on he got a team that shouldn't have even been considered for a championship. Right. Listen, who knows what happens? You play the games for a reason. If they upset Alabama, let's just say it happens in the grand scheme of things. I don't think he re- he's going to really care about AP coach of the year at that point, because guess what? He'll be playing for a national championship. So right. uh, he got his team to where he needs to get them. Look, awards are awards. Jim Harbaugh has been in Michigan quite some time and had some very bad seasons and yep. underperformed. Good for him. Look, he got by Ohio State finally. Got uh, you know won the Big Ten championship finally. Uh, you know, congrats. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock him for winning. I think I think yeah he had a great season, but all in all, Jim Harbaugh really 
didn't live up to expectations. Not in Michigan. In no. college. He has because not, yeah. this is a guy that excelled, you know, in the NFL. And I'm sorry, if you're, if you're a, a, a great NFL coach and you go to college and you're just okay for the most part, that's not good. That's so, not good. We'll have to see. I, how I just think he should goes. have been more successful at this yeah. point. Let's see how he goes. He's he's going to face Georgia, so yeah. that'll be an interesting matchup as well. So Cincinnati versus Michigan. In the final, oh, I, I let them next settle week, it there. <laughs> next, hey, the games are not till the thirty first, so we'll be. I know, but that's what I want to see. It'll be on Cincinnati, one of the Cincinnati, Michigan. That's what I want to see. Greatest segment we do every week. Pick and roll time, my friend. Pick and roll. Pick and roll. And this week's pick and roll with the inevitable Steph Curry passing Ray Allen for the all-time three-pointers made. We decided to rank the top five basketball, NBA basketball players. It's just, this is so hard. Right? So the <laughs> <Every> top, <week. laughs> these are the top five currently that have made the most three-pointers in the in NBA history. Ray Allen, Steph Curry. Reggie Miller, James Harden, and Kyle Corver. My friend, you are up first. Yes. What do you got? All right. Now, I know his, his three-point percentage is the highest amongst all these guys. Second highest. I know who you're going with. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver. Number yeah. five. Yep. And the reason being, okay, the guy averages 9.7 points per game. Mm -hmm. Yep. So basically every single game he played, he knocked down three threes. Every single game. That's what you got. It's impressive. But it is good. It's good. Coming off the bench, getting three threes. Yep. Great. Over 5,700 threes attempted, made 2,450. Right. That's impressive. The problem is... That's what he's done every single game. That's it. So it's like it's like he doesn't shoot enough for me to put him higher. Agree. And and Agreed. I know he's got a lot made. Yeah. And he again, one all-star. Three every single game. One all-star too. So it wasn't like Yeah, you... one all-star. So I mean, look, okay. if he made a living doing that, that's fabulous. Right. And he did. He's being recognized as one of those top players. Right. And that's great for somebody that's a bench player. So being number five here is pretty damn good. It is. Number four. This was so hard because I so wanted to put him higher. Reggie Miller. I look, Reggie Miller is one of my favorite players of all time. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think he was fantastic. Love Reggie. Um, Look, average 18.2 points a game, you know, 39.5%. I mean, five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, mm -hmm. zero. Four championships. That hurts mm -hmm. because, like, I so wanted him to win one. I oh, wish great. he would have came to Boston at yeah. least for a couple of years. You know, I, I would have loved to see him in Boston. But, again, that was num number four. And then number three, 
was the two I was struggling to put there. James Harden, uh, 36.3, a little lower, yep. but he takes a hell of a lot more shots. Yeah, Out of all of them, he's, he's the lowest percentage-wise. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, the guy can just flat-out play. Yep. But again, you know, nine All-Stars, seven-time All-NBA, three scoring titles, one MVP, MVP. stellar numbers. But Mm -hmm. again, zero championships. Zero championships. This guy can't win a championship. He might do it this year. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? So then it was just all about the top two because these two are clearly better than the rest. Like, clearly. Like, it, it doesn't get any better than these uh-huh. two guys that shoot. Ray Allen, number two. Ray Allen, wow. Okay. Uh, 40% from three-point. Yeah, right. 40% Crazy. is amazing for a guy that shoots as much. And, and the amount of he did, 74, over 7,400 threes taken. Right. I mean, More this high. is just, that's amazing numbers. Yeah. That's better numbers than a lot of players post field goal percentage. Yeah. So, I mean... 10-time All-Star, two-time NBA, All-NBA. Didn't win a scoring title or an MVP. Wasn't known for that. But I'll tell you, you know, this guy, this guy is like the second to anybody. Like, if you have a big guy, you want this guy to have have on your team because you will win a championship. Listen, when he Kevin came to Boston, Curry. the big three, uh, he was he was a big big key for that big three <laughs> in huge. Boston. So, but the big number, two championships, two championships, and that one in Boston. Yes, mm-hmm. thank well, you, worked. Ray. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, maybe maybe someday we'll get one from this next guy, Steph Curry, number Steph one. Curry. That would be nice. Forty-one point three percent. And as 40, much as he shoots, forty three point two. I think you might have looked at. Oh, forty three point two. I might have. Mm-hmm. I might have looked at the wrong yeah. number. Twenty seven point five points per game. So when you think and five and a half rebounds, six and six point three assists. This guy does it all. He does it all. Seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, two scoring titles, two MVPs, and the big three this year could be number four. Could be. Agreed. You know, I would would really love to see him get six, but let's two of them be in Boston. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think he's locked up in he's locked yeah, up in Golden so State for too. a while. Like I don't he think they're letting him get away. He ain't going away. I would trade so, everyone. So Curry. in a sports unfolded first. So we are in episode forty three, and this has never happened, my friend. We had the same triple play, and, and we had the same pick and roll. Oh wow! I thought it's, you. I thought for sure you're gonna put Carver at number one. No, <laughs> I'm like, is he throwing this guy in there just to trick me? No, <laughs> oh, exactly the same. And yet, you explained it perfectly. Like Carver, same thing. Just the amount and his right. percentage, great, but just didn't average enough points for me to say, look, he deserved to be higher. Yeah, because you don't know what would happen if he had more shots. Yeah. Like he could send up bricks the next four yeah. shots. You know? 
And then Reggie Miller, I agree with you that the championship and the reason why I put Harden ahead of him was because Harden's averaging seven points more a game yeah. than Reggie is. Yeah, so I like all those other way. numbers. And then the rebounds, so the assists, four. right? So it gives you more. I, Ray Allen, it was a struggle. It was a toss-up, and I really wanted to give it a Ray at one. But then I just looked at Steph Curry's percentage. It's just ridiculous. It, it's it's ridiculous. And you think about it, he's done it in less shots. He's going to pass him. Yeah, he's going to pass him in less shots. So basically, he's probably going to be about 500 less shots to make the same amount of threes that Ray, yeah. it took Ray Allen. So over a course of a year, that's, that's a lot. Look, the, the next step for Steph Curry really is – you know, if he can get that fourth championship, yeah. you know, that puts him ahead of so yeah. many Put people. Nobody's passing Steph Curry for threes, man. Probably. No, ever. I, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. Not in the, not in the league today. No. Nobody in no, the league not today. At all. So, once again, if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. We're live I on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, oh, and Twitter. So many different ways to watch us live every Friday night, Bro, 6 p.m. comments, damn it. Right, Get throw them up. Nothing today. Let We're getting nothing today. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfiltered on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter. Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Listen to us if you can't watch. Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify. So many different ways to watch. Listen, if you're in Southeast Connecticut, SEC TV, Public Access Channel 12. You can watch us there Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. as well. It's a rebroadcast of our live show. So check us out. And if you enjoy it, come join us on Friday nights at 6 p.m. Yeah. Like if you throw us comments as we're, as we're live, we are interactive. We're going to talk to you. Yep. We're going to have conversation with we you. We are interactive. And then if you want to sponsor the show and you'd like some of maybe some ads to be put up for your local businesses, we can definitely do that as well. Reach out to us, email sports unfolded or email Rhode Island Broadcasting, and we'll give you details on what that would in include. And uh, it'd be great for your business, and it helps us continue to grow our business as well. So, so it's a Eric, great on that on that thought, just just imagine we have ten point eight k followers on Facebook. We have over a thousand on YouTube. We have between. Rhode Island Broadcasting, Sports Unfolded on Twitter, at least four, 500 followers. Twitch, we have like 280-something or whatever it is. So you're going to get eyeballs. You're going to get eyeballs on your on your. So apps. even if it's not a – listen, if it's not a local – you, it's a website. If you want us to put up your website, so if yeah. you need people to order stuff from you, listen, yep. it's only going to help you. It goes on our website. It goes on our Facebook. It goes on our Twitter. It goes it, everywhere. And we'll we'll guarantee this: our prices are going to be better than anything else you would pay for a radio ad or an internet ad or a website. We'll 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 make sure that we make it worth your while. Absolutely, Ron. Absolutely. It's prediction time. It is prediction. Oh, how did we do? So you won last week, three to one. Yes. And the only game uh, it was I the told you I was I said I was going to sweep though. Damn it, Lakers Celtics. So. Yeah, I know. I knew it was going to be the first. See, and I, I was going to pick Alabama. I should have just picked Alabama. You should have said this because I won. I clearly won the the um, the face off. All you should have said, well, you, the Celtics lost to the Lakers. You did not. <laughs> you did not clearly win that. No, so, you, I clearly won. 
So let's look. NBA action on 12-11, Chicago Bulls at Miami Heat. And after our recent NBA discussion, this probably is going to go one way for both of us. Yeah, it's going to be Miami. There's Miami, no way. Right? We can't go any other way on that one. All right, some NHL action, 12-11, Carolina Hurricanes at Edmonton Oilers. Very good okay, game. Okay, so Edmonton has now lost, what, four straight? Three of them at home? One to Boston. They just lost to Boston last night. Yes. 3-2? 3-2. Um, I'm going Carolina. I think Carolina, Carolina is right now a better team than Boston, unfortunately. So I think Carolina is going to go in there and and kick butt. All right, I'm going Edmonton because they're going to straighten it out. This is the game mm. against a very good opponent. 12-16, Toronto Maple Leafs at the Calgary Flames. Toronto at home is a lot different than Toronto on the road. Um, and I don't know why because that team is really good and – uh, I, I'm they're, they're puzzling when they lose, but they're playing against a very good Calgary team, and I'm going to go Calgary. I'm going to agree with you, Calgary. I think uh, being at home helps. Yes. NFL action. These are some big games, so we're going to pick three of them here. Like I, I get chills doing this prediction uh, because these are all great games. These that are, I these want are to really see. good. Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going Tampa Bay with Tom. Tom has beaten Buffalo so many times. I think he just can do it with his eyes closed at this point. And like I said, if they take the New England, Indianapolis approach, just run it right down their throat with Fournette. I, Tampa Bay. I'm going Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, I can't see them him losing to them at this point, and especially with the way <laughs> Buffalo is. Dallas. Cowboys at the Washington football team. Okay, so every week all the experts say, oh, this is the week that Dallas comes out and plays and what yeah. they're supposed to do. This is not that week. They gave them so much material in that Washington locker room to get up for this game. Washington wins this game. I'm going Dallas Cowboys. They need this game. They know the importance of it. It's, they got they to play desperate, they, but they, they blew it. Yeah, Mike they've squandered so much this this season and how many years in the past. They know they need to win this game. This is this is the playoffs of bust right now. Monday night, so 12-13, the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. And you were already well, you know, said I already gave my prediction on this. I picked Arizona. I don't know which way I want to go. Yet. I'm going Arizona as well. I just think they're a better team. MS MLS championship the new york city football club at the portland timbers like like when you think about this you'd almost be a fool not to take new york city at this point like i have to take them because they beat new england and new england was the best team i'm going portland timbers because they're at home yeah i know they're at home. fans they're going to be all revved up and so you we know got what's interesting teams. Their arena is Providence Park. Right, right. Which, when I looked it up, it, it went right to Rhode Island first. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's like, it's it's supposed to happen. Like, I would, look, there's nothing more than I would like to see Portland win this game, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, you're going with New York. So we got three different roll. ones. Almost impossible to tie. <laughs> so unless Edmonton, Carolina go to... 
shootout and nobody wins and it goes tie, which I don't even think they do in an NHL anymore. Well, we should know that that soccer match can't end in a tie. It cannot. It cannot. So we we, we should have a difference uh, next week. So what we normally do to end each show, we do our final thought. And our final thought doesn't necessarily have to be about anything that's sports related. It can be about anything that's going on in the world today. Ron, you're up first this week, my friend. Your final thought. Okay, so I am going to get a little down on this. Look, this is the holiday season. We have already seen Demarius Thomas pass. There was a rapper that got gunned down Al on Slim Senior. 400. Al Alonso Sr. as well passed Al away Al Sr., yeah. I also have a friend, Ray, which I don't know if he's watching or not, but he's not a sports fan. He's a gamer. He had a bunch of relatives pass, you know, I believe two grandparents just passed this past week, and he's had another relative a couple of weeks ago. And there is nothing worse than losing somebody you love, and especially around the holidays. So when you're sitting around with your family uh, this holiday season, doesn't matter what religion because there's like a million holidays coming up, you know, between Hanukkah and New Year's. Please tell your family you love them. Because we know life is fragile. And we've seen so many people pass the, the past couple of weeks that, you know, are in the entertainment, sports, whatever it is. Tell them. Because you don't know if you will see them tomorrow. So just tell them. No, and that's, great point. That's all I can. I, I didn't want to do anything but that. Because I just the fact of what what I've seen in the past couple of weeks is just no, ridiculous. So, Ray, no. I feel for you. I, I, I hope your family gets through it all. And I'm so proud to be your friend. Awesome. And I'm great. Um, it's hard to follow that up. But I will, um, mine is a sports related and it's um, about the Buffalo Bills and head coach Sean McDermott and the class, the class, the lack of class that he displayed after losing to the New England Patriots on Monday night and not being willing to accept that Bill Belichick out coached him. Basically went on and said in his interview that you can't, uh, he does, he, he won't give credit to Bill Belichick for that win that it wasn't the coaching and it just goes to show, right. But it just, yeah, that, that we, we shouldn't be giving credit to Bill Belichick in that, with that victory. And I just looked at it this way from a sheer standpoint of, of sportsmanship. If you get beat and I've seen boxers and you you'll see, you know what I mean? Uh, other sports where if somebody beats you with a three, the other team goes over and they like, wow, great shot. Like, I can't believe you made it boxes they hug each other after at the end and like bro thanks for that fight regardless of who won because it's about sportsmanship it's about competing the nhl and, uh, with the handshakes at the end right, of series end. in playoffs yeah, that, right. that there's nothing better than that and and i just it just baffles me that a coach like if a player i get it sometimes in the heat of the moment you're upset you're pissed off but a coach to come out here and basically say that we're not going to give credit to another coach just goes to show that this is why your team struggles. 
because you can't even look yourself in the mirror and say, look, we got out coached. We got outplayed. If you watch a Bill Belichick press conference, yes, it's probably the most boring thing you ever see because he's not going to give you anything. He doesn't. When he loses, he the first thing he says, we need to coach better. We need to play better. We need to practice better. They they beat us at every aspect of the game. He gives that team credit. And yeah, even if they're bad, Eric, he's like, oh, they're a good football team. Right. You know, the same thing. It's like scripted. Yeah. So, so Sean McDermott should be embarrassed. I did a sports show on my on my anchor on Sports Unfolded. And I said, look, at the end of the day, this guy should be embarrassed because you your team got beat and it, the way it got beat. And I understand. But don't ever discredit another team because you got beat. Right. You want to make you made mistakes. I'm OK with that. But if you want to discredit somebody else for winning, it just goes to show that you have and no he leadership. Clearly got coached. Yeah, he clearly did. He has no leadership skills. He should be embarrassed. His team absolutely got their butts kicked. And you know what? I'm glad. Because at the end of the day, if that's how you're going to treat it and respect the game, then you deserve to lose like that. Yeah, and he just gave the Patriots more fuel for the fire for the next one. Yeah, in two weeks. Can't wait. Can't wait for that matchup. So that's the end of our show. If you enjoyed it, again, check us out every Friday night, 6 p.m., Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. So many different ways to watch us. SEC TV, thank you for putting us on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m re-air of Friday's live broadcast. Ron, great show tonight. I had a blast. It was good. I love it, man. Great show. More sports to come every week. So we can't wait till next week. Let's see if 44 is even better. Yep. Wait, are we doing? Oh, that leaves a lot open for next week's pick and roll. Oh, get ready. 44? 44. Famous fours, famous number 44. We could go out so many different ways on this one. All the fans out there, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Share, like, subscribe, do everything uh, for Sports Unfolded. We appreciate it all. Fans out there, peace. Have a good night, everybody.